When things go wrong, you're scared. Knowledge is power. There's a lot about this virus that we don't know. This is Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here today with uh, Jennifer Thomas and Shauna Theriault. Um, uh, we've got a case study that we wanted to talk about this week. Uh, names have been changed to protect the guilty, and uh, uh, we've got a situation where we're going to call them Margaret and Jeffrey, who are in their mid-70s. Um, they are married, and they have a son who has his own children, a 7- and a 10-year-old, and uh, they've got a situation that, that actually ties into um, the the new rules that were enacted late in uh, 2019, wherein uh, inherited IRAs have to actually be used with or converted, I guess we'll call it, within uh, within 10 years of their their uh, receipt from the next generation. So Jennifer, I know you've got a lot of information on this. Um, and uh, Margaret and Jeffrey have a lot more. They say they don't currently need all their RMDs for living expenses. Um, so they transfer the distributions to their taxable account. Uh, and they had planned to provide retirement funds for their kids and also maybe uh, some college money for the grandkids. Um, but what they're trying to do is figure out a way that they can get this money transferred from themselves to the kids and the grandkids in the most tax-efficient way possible, as I understand it. Jennifer, is that is that a fair depiction? Right. Or, you know, the, the, I think they're concerned that they now have to, the children or their son will have to take it out over 10 years once they pass away, and that money is taxable to them. Um, so, you know, we did ask some information about what, you know, tax bracket that the son may be in. They um, indicated that between him and his wife that they may make, they don't, that, you know, that they make somewhere less than $100,000 a year. So while that might not be great news for them saving, you know, currently, it would help them in the fact that if they were still in that type of um, income bracket that, you know, if you took, right now they say they have about 900000 um, assuming that they passed away today, then they, so if you estimate that they have to take that and they take it out evenly, that's about $90,000 a year. So their son is going to be taxed on that 90000 So being in a lower tax bracket would actually help with the fact that they wouldn't have to pay um, as much tax as if they were a very high earner and had to take it out, um, you know, during those years. The other thing is you don't know, like, because you don't know, when you're going to pass away, it very well could be that they may be retired at that time. So they could even be in a lower tax bracket. Um, you know, we the thing about the new rules is you don't have to take anything out in a specific year. There is no required distribution in those 10 years. It just all has to be out by the 10th year. So if they knew when they, you know, if, if they passed away and they knew that they were going to work for five more years, then they may not want to take anything out for those five years, but then begin taking it out, you know, for the next five um, so that they're doing that. Things that the um, parents or grandparents could do with that have the IRA money currently, if they're not currently doing charitable, like if they do charitable contributions each year to 
you know, charities or churches or whatever, if they're not doing it from the IRAs, then I would do that from the IRAs. It, um, you know, it gets to come out without, uh, you don't get a deduction for it, but you don't have to pay tax on it, and it's going to reduce down your IRA balance. So, um, you know, this year they might think about looking at converting some money to a Roth, um, which would also then be tax-free to their son because they don't have to make a required minimum distribution this year. Now, I don't, you know, they'll have to look at whether or not they want to do that um, because they're going to have to pay the tax on it. Yeah. Um, so I would talk with their CPA. So before the break, we were talking about a situation wherein Margaret and Jeffrey uh, have some assets that uh, they are trying to, decide exactly how they might go about uh, getting these in the hands of their son and grandchildren uh, over time without burdening them too much with uh, taxation. And, and Jennifer, you've gone through some of this already. Uh, the, the assets that we're talking about mostly are in uh, an individual retirement account. And the, the uh, new rules on that require that the money is uh, converted to a taxable situation, basically taken out of the IRA within 10 years. And there's no, um, as you mentioned, there's there's no uh, set schedule. It's just got to be out within 10 years. So you can do nothing for nine years, and in the 10th year you have to take it out or anything Correct. prior to that. You could even do that reverse and take it out mm-hmm. early. Uh, Jennifer, well, and, you had and, mentioned. you know, to think about, you know, we were talking about the situation too, and to think about it, I mean, you don't know when your parents, you know, you're going to pass away. So right. you may not even be working at that point. And yeah. they could be doing all of this and paying taxes now for no reason. That's correct. You know, so that's that's where it's, you know, it's hard to do planning when we don't know, you know, when someone's going to pass away. But, you know, Jennifer mentioned a Roth conversion. That's a good that's a good idea this year since you don't have to do the requirement on distribution, you know, and so that, that would be a good way to reduce, you know, but there'd be tax due on it today. But if right. the you account would... values are down, it may be a good play. So you would convert your traditional IRA into a Roth IRA, which wouldn't be taxed anymore, but you have to pay the taxes up front. So instead of taking money out of the account this year just for your consumption, since you don't have to because uh, rules surrounding the response to COVID-19, you could use that money to pay the taxes is the strategy that you're talking about, right? Exactly. Okay. Right. And, and, you know, we're not in any way suggesting that they convert the whole thing, but they could convert a portion of it. They could even look at, okay, if if I don't have to take my required minimum distribution this year, what tax bracket does it put me in? You know, it may put them in a lower tax bracket, and then they may either choose to go ahead and withdraw, you know, as much as they can to stay in that tax bracket. So they're pulling more out at a lower tax bracket now. Um, you know, so there's different things that you could do. You could do that or look at converting the difference to a Roth. I mean, there's, you know, there are um, things that you could try to see if you could get it out in a lower tax bracket. But, again, you don't really know what, you know, but they've indicated that their son is not really in a, you know, it appears that he wouldn't be in a high tax bracket. So it may not be that big of a deal. The other concern that they have is that the wife's parents also um they appear to be well off, and they have said that they're taking uh, care of the college for the children, but they have no way of knowing of whether or not um, that's actually going to be the case. And they wanted, you know, some help on 
how to talk to the children and the in-laws directly about what the, their plans are. Um, That's unusual, right, I, Jennifer? Well, I mean, I've not had a situation where people are talking with the other in-laws, but, um, you know, I, I think talking with your children and asking them, I know that you've said that, um, you know, your wife's children or parents are paying or, you know, are going to provide for college. We want to make sure that that is, you know, that we don't need to do anything to help. I mean, I think if you're approaching it from you're all there for the grandchildren, they're going to be happy to talk to you about it. You know, it's not every, you know, while that is a big thing that grandparents like to, to take care of, we see a lot of that. You don't want to put, like, we could suggest that you open a 529 plan, and it can go between children, and it can even go to other relatives, but because he's your only son, that may limit, you know, the relatives in, on your side of the family that that money could be used for. Um, so you don't want to overfund it. The other option that you have is if you want to make sure that there's a set amount of money set aside for the children and they could either use it for college or something else, you could set up a custodial account for the children. Um, but again, that that is an actual gift to the children and it's irrevocable. So if they graduate high school and decide to take off and um, you know, buy a motorcycle and travel across the country to California Join and the not foreign go to college, legion. they can do that. <laughs> yeah, it is their money. So, at it the is age their of, money. At the so, age of consent, it becomes theirs. Mm -hmm. I mean, if your in-law, if um, your daughter-in-law's parents are willing to sit down with you, I mean, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with asking, you know, your son and daughter-in-law hey, we really want to make sure that we're doing this in the best way to help your family. So if they're open to talking to us about it, we'd love to, you know, to do that. I know it's awkward, but, I mean, if I think if you just approach it from the fact that you're really trying to help their family, I think they would, you know, I know as a, as a child and as a grandparent, I would, you know, be open to that. Um, <clears throat> Well, that uh, yeah, I'm, who who is gonna who's gonna want to refuse somebody looking to help them? I can't imagine. Yeah. But but you're right; it is really rare to see uh, a, a, even often a, a uh, parent and their children planning their finances together. Uh, but it right. would be even more rare to see two couples who have uh, the family in common to to. Uh, try and plan together that is uh that is a bit of a s serious situation but uh I, I think you're right jennifer i think if you just start with the parents it's probably uh a, you could open the discussion and see how far it goes hopefully they yeah, can and get some good advice a, just a personal note i mean my mother is still living you know i am a grandmother so she's a great grandmother um you know and she's always trying to do for me and my children and now my grandchild, but I also want to see her enjoy what she has. Exactly. And so, you know, just make sure that, um, you know, you aren't forgetting about your own retirement and you enjoy what you have and you're able, and, but a lot of times I know what you get enjoyment from is doing things for your children and grandchildren. So don't get me wrong. It's not that I don't understand that, 
But, you know, looking at it the other way, I want to see my mom do the things that she wants to do. Absolutely. You save the money not to just pass it on to the next generation. It, uh, there, there's no reason that you shouldn't live and enjoy some of it, at least. Right. All right. Well, uh, we are going to take a real quick break. And when we come back, we will talk about some uh, financial situations, some other questions that we have. Uh, we've got a... Uh, question on our question hotline that we'll cover but uh let's first pay a few bills when we come back you'll hear some more answers to your financial questions you're listening to money talks stick around All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products. 